Yo, 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 yo. Skirt bag. Mickey, what is up, my guy? How are we doing? How the fuck you doing, dude? I'm I'm dandy, dude. Honestly, I'm having a an, a solid week. I can't complain. Yeah, that's good to hear. Works works just really chill. So I've been kind of I've been I've been just been like not doing dude, anything. Like, I just feel a little that. bit. I feel yeah. that. I, I honestly a, haven't uh, done much. I had a report that I've been working on for like two months, pretty much after Q1. It's a Q1 report of all of our like social media trends and metrics and stuff that I put together. So yeah. When I, when I got the job at Carisoft, we get our base salary and then we get an additional like $500 a month for an MBO, which is like a personal project that everyone does. It's like their own thing. And mine was I wanted to learn how to use Google Data Studio, work with analytics and like find a way to find trends and stuff in our content that would be good for like the marketing team to see and like be like, oh, so like for instance, for Q1, a lot of our content um, that did well was revolved around like online webinars and not so much like in-person events. So a big part of my takeaway, my report was um, for Q2 vendors that want to promote on Carisoft's corporate accounts should focus more on webinar stuff because that's going to get more, more attention and more like marketable, like just overall like numbers and stuff. So I started doing that and finally got it delivered on monday and that's taken up like a huge chunk of my workload for the past like two months so now that i don't have to do that until obviously like end of june again but it'll be easy too because like since i've already got the first one out of the way i can just use that as a template and just fill in the numbers for q2 so it's not like i have to build a whole new report so now i've just been kind of like like work i'm still busy from nine to five but i'm not like you know overwhelmed or like slammed with work like i can actually take a lunch break and like not have to worry about Oh, like I, I got all this shit, all the other shit. To yeah. Do. Like it's been a lot more yeah. chill, which has been nice. It's, it's interesting because when you take a lunch break, you're going to be much more productive. So it's interesting that like when you have more to do is when you skip lunch and then are like less productive as a result. Yeah. I, that's exactly how it is, dude. Like I'll come back from my lunch break, like ready to rock and roll because I'm like, all right, like. I got some time to just like get my mind off of work and like focus on watering my plants or taking the dogs out or just like kind of like resetting my brain and I come back. And if I don't have that, I'm just like always like, all right, what's next? Like just trying to churn through it. And I'm definitely not yeah. as productive as I would be if I took lunch. That's why like having having something to do, right? Like walk the dog, water your plants. It's good because you can like set reminders and be like, okay, like now's my time that I'm going to step away. Like and just know like I'm doing this like unless you have a meeting or something that you need to do right then obviously right. you can't but like if you could just be like all right i'm gonna step away for even if it's just like a half hour like you're gonna be better the rest of the day and what what is somebody gonna say hey where were you like i saw you were away yeah i stepped away for 20 30 minutes for lunch yeah i mean even then like nobody on our especially like i could see like sales if like our sales team you have to just like always you have to get like a certain amount of calls in per day and like but for like social media marketing, it's like a lot of a lot of the times, like people will walk like step away for like ten fifteen minutes here and there throughout the day, and it's like nobody's really pressed about it because it's not like you have to be on call twenty four seven with somebody or like a customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, my my company, like the client that I was on, we got our report out, so we're kind of chilling. Like last week, I had some stuff to do. I probably work like I probably work like eight or nine hours for them last week but not not like a whole lot 
And I asked my manager, I was like, yo, is it cool if I like release some of these hours and just go down to like maybe 10 hours, which is even probably more than I'm going to need. Um, and then I can like offer my time up to other people because I'm scheduled 30 hours for them this week. And I'm like, there's no way. And she was like, oh, I talked to my senior, our senior manager. And she was like, nah, like we were going to keep you on just because like this client like fluctuates so much. And like in case something comes up, we want him to be available. So I'm like, okay. So... so- now I'm just like, I have nothing to do. And I'm like, but I can't offer myself to somebody else. Cause like I have 30 hours scheduled here, but they won't let me go work elsewhere. Eh, that's kind of a win-win then if you don't have much. To yeah. Do, though. Yeah. I've been chilling. And like, um, so like we're going to go golf on Friday morning, the course that by my parents' house, gamblers Ridge, um, we played there, I think. Um, yeah. it's like, like a, it's like the dive bar of golf courses. Yeah, it's um, nice. I, I I liked it when we played there. It yeah, was like a dude, nice, it's easy, good. Chill round. It's super chill. They're doing a um, like a customer appreciation day Friday. Shotgun start at eight a.m. Um, thirty two bucks a person. Wow, that's yeah. Nice. And you get a round of golf, and you get um range balls if you want to get there early and get swings in. You get like complimentary complimentary range balls. You get food. Um, and then you get, uh, like entered for prizes and stuff like that. Like everybody automatically gets entered for certain prizes. Oh, that's dope. Who are you going with? It's me, AJ, uh, my boy, Matt and Owen. Nice. Yeah. So that's going to be good. That's going to be a nice, like end to your week too. Yeah. I, uh, last Friday I went out and played by myself and it was magnificent, dude. I had myself a nice little day. I, yeah, uh, I'm looking I got, forward I got, to it. I got paired up with some random dudes who were like around our age, which was nice. Um, so I get there and I went over to the putting green like 10 minutes before my tee time. Didn't realize I was like about to tee off when I was still on the putting green. So I pulled up and the dudes that I was grouped with had already like teed off. And so the ranger was like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be with that group. You can either wait for them to get towards the green and then tee off or you can just go meet them there and then come back and, and play this one hole. And I was like. I'll just tee off like into them and then join them. And I did. And I ended up shooting a 93. And it, I think it's solely because like, that's my best round I've played probably in three or four months, dude. And I think it's literally because I didn't have any like sort of distractions or like anything else to think about. I was just out there like knew I had the whole day off, knew I didn't have to do anything like after like work wise or like didn't have any plans with Maggie. I could just fucking think about golf and that's all i had to think about all day and my swing was fucking money dude that's good shit so did you play with them or did you just play behind them no i played with them so they were one of them was local and then the three other guys were like in visiting family or for like a bachelor party or something and they had a group behind the group in front of us actually was like the other part of their group so when we hit the turn the two that were with the other people in front of us switched so we like they went and played with their other other boys, and then two of the guys from that group came back and played with us. Right, and um, they were we get to the first tee, right, and we we're playing the white tees like like normal, and the two guys are like, yeah, like what do you what tees are you guys playing? And we're like, we're just playing the whites, and these guys were like, oh well, we're pretty good, so we're gonna play the blues, but like we'll play the whites with you guys if you want. We step up to the tee box on the white tees, the first tee box, and I had my five iron out, dude, and I just hit an absolute pure piss missile right down the middle of the fairway with my iron. Money. <laughs> out drove all these dudes using their drivers, and the, the two guys that were, like, using the uh, the blue tees, they were like, dude, 
do you just not use your driver? And I was like, I just, dude, I hit my club so far and I can't hit my driver straight. So I'm like, I'm not going to use my driver to gain an extra 20 yards of distance. Yeah. If I can hit my four or five iron the same distance. I, sh- and I, did, I should do that. I did that like three holes in a row. And eventually like this one kid was like, do you just like feel like the man every time you tee off with your iron? He's like, I've never seen somebody just pure an iron like that. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie. One. I don't usually hit my clubs as well, like this consistently. I'm just having yeah. a good round. And two, like, I just have always had a baseball swing. So I've just, it's always just felt comfortable to me. And the two kids that were playing the blues, one of them broke 100 for the first time. And I was like, bro, you've you, this is your first time breaking 100 and you're playing the blues? Like, playing like, blues. That's, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was, it's always so intimidating when someone's like, oh, yeah, we're playing back tees. Like, we're pretty good. And then it's like, you haven't broken 100 one time. Like, why are you doing it to yourself? If anything, you should I've move broken up. 100. Yeah, and the white tees are like, like, if you're not consistently shooting like 85 or below, like, you're not pushing back. Like, that. I feel like that, like, if a bad round for you is 85, then maybe play the blues. You know what I mean? But like if you're not if you're not breaking a hundred or not breaking ninety, there's no reason for you to be playing the blues. Like do pace of play and play the blues. <clears throat> Timmy and Owen are shooting like around like eighty consistently, and they play the whites. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there's no reason for these dudes to be playing the blues. Like if you're not a good golfer, like like no offense, but breaking a hundred is not like we're not good golfers, so we know no. our place when we play the whites. Like don't Correct. don't make it more difficult for yourself. Yeah, I don't they were know. I don't they were cool that. as fuck though. They were they were they were you know they gave me a few beers like we were vibing. They're they were a good time. It's always the best when you get paired with dudes like that on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the last time I played when I played at Springfield, um, I was I got. A random tee time. I was the only one that had it when I signed up. And then they were like, oh, we were going to put you out these two guys. And they were already on the tee box when I got out there. So I just let them go. And then this one other kid was just like a super random. So he came up and he played with me. He was actually a lefty too. Um, but yeah, he was mad cool. And it, was, it was just me and him. He was like, yeah, I just figured it's a nice day. I should get out there. So I figured I'd come here because like, it's pretty chill. There was people wearing fucking cut off t-shirts and gym shorts. <laughs> That's fucking funny. There was an old couple, and the the dude was wearing literally like jeans and a t shirt, <laughs> just and slinging like golf balls and jeans and boots. <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, that's how my golf course growing up was. Like it was super like blue collar. So there'd people like guys that would work like construction would show up after work and like their fucking highlighter yellow t shirt with jeans and boots on, and you'd just see them teeing off. <laughs> be like, oh, that's wild. Is... Yeah, dude. Just like playing. Fuck golf and boots sounds wild yeah that sounds terrible i had to play in my yeezys once because i forgot my golf shoes and that was that doesn't like the sound worst too bad ex- no no it was bad dude i had no fucking traction at all like every time i swung on a tee box i was slipping out of my feet it was bad yeah that's true it's wild because you don't you don't realize like how much golf shoes like like how much you need them you know what i mean like feel like yeah Unless you're playing barefoot. Like, I've seen people play barefoot, and I, apparently, like, that's really easy, too, because it's, like, the best. Like, you're on the ground. Like, you're you're not getting any more traction than that. But, That'd be, um, that's a good idea. I should start playing barefoot. I, I thought about it. I was like, dude, playing barefoot golf, like, obviously, you know, I'm not always in the best conditions. It's not like I'm hitting the fairway every time, so I'm stepping in, like, 
the Wheaties and like the thick shit. So that would suck yeah. to, <laughs> to have to put shoes on every time I do that. But okay, new goal, Johnny. Here's my new goal: get good enough at golf that I can play barefoot and walk. Yeah, that's gonna. That's a tough goal, though. That's usually like... that's a tough goal. <laughs> yeah, dude. Playing barefoot means you're hitting fairways, you're hitting greens. And then walking means consistent like pars well. and birdies, though. Yeah, that's dude. what that is. And then to walk, it means like you're pretty much like playing well enough to walk and keep your pace of play up. Yeah, that's tough, but hey, it's doable. Which feels impossible, dude. You'd you'd have to play. You'd have to get like real early and real late tee times. Yeah, you don't want to be the one guy walking, holding everyone up. That's annoying. Right, right. And you also don't want to have to let, like, everybody play through you. Yeah. Because there's no way that you're going to be as fast. No. It's even just if science, they're... dude. Even if, you know, you're not faster than a cart. Yeah. And then um, you just compile that over 18 holes. Right. Yeah, that four-hour round turns into, like, a five-and-a-half-hour round real fast. Yeah. All right. Maybe I don't want to do that. All right. All right. But I do want to play barefoot. Yeah, playing barefoot sounds fun. Yeah, but if I play barefoot, I want to play with, like, jeans rolled halfway on my calf. Yeah. That and a t-shirt. Like a and a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck That's it, how I want to play no if shirt. I play barefoot. No <laughs> and shirt. A str- and a straw hat. <laughs> I'll take a, any one kind of those, hat. like one of those, like, beach hats that kind of look like, you know, like the big straw ones. That, like, yeah, the drones that are. Yeah, keep the sun off your head. Yeah, that wouldn't be sun bad. Hat. Um, dude, so, and then Sunday, Austin and I, I drove down to Myrtle Beach and we played Hackler, just me and him. Dude, Hackler's the best course, bro. Hackler's pretty dope. Uh, one, their turn, they have a great turn. Great turn. the good food, the grill, everything. Their cart dude, lady is always you, there and, like, ready. If you want a drink, beers are cheap, comparably yeah. to other golf courses. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to get a beer, good. it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. And the food's good course is always like super maintained and like in great yeah. condition yeah um, great condition they have the and good it's a carts. fun course it's, it's tough. a fun course they have the good carts with the screen you can play your yeah. music on the carts put yeah. your music on and the carts. it's like 35 dollars around dude yeah. it's the cheapest it's crazy how good like hackler might be the most underrated golf course in myrtle beach in the world in the i mean yeah I haven't been to many uh, golf courses around the world, but from my experience, yeah, might be. This was one that's like the best priced golf course. Yes. If for what you're round, getting all around. Dude, usually if you go to a golf course and it's like 30, 30 to 35 bucks to play, like you pretty much know what you're going to get. Like you're, you're expecting it to be like pretty low level golf course, like maybe not the best maintained, but it's like 30 bucks. Like. I'm going to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hackler's like one of the, like a very well-kept, like one of yeah, the top, I think, like one of the nicest golf courses in Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach is known for their golf courses. I think it was like, for me, it was like around 50 when I played the couple times that I played there recently, it was like around 50, but still dude, 50 bucks for a golf course. Well, and like, well, dude, the thing is you just, when you go to pay your tee time there, they ask you if you're local, just say yes. They don't check. And it's like, you were a local, so you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless they ask for your ID, you'd just be like, oh, I don't have it on me. But every time I've gone, they'd be like, local? And I'd be like, yeah. And they just, it was $41 on Sunday when I played. We uh, we got paired We got paired with these two kids that were like a little bit younger than us, I think. But um, 
one the one kid was okay the other kid like i felt like he didn't want to be there because he would just like step up to his ball as soon as his feet would be ready he would swing at the ball and shank it and then just like walk to his cart and like we got to like this 15th or 16th hole and you got up to the tee box and did that and i was just like damn dude not wasting any we're not wasting any time huh and he just like shrugged it off and kept going i was like all right but uh the other kid was pretty cool we got to the last hole you know on 18 how like you tee off and it's kind of like a short tee shot because there's water to the right and then over the water is the green and it kind of like hooks yeah we get there planted my second shot onto the green we walk around austin like hits his ball and it rolls down towards the edge of the water and i'm over there and he was like yo is my ball up like is it not wet and i go over there to look and i don't see it so he comes over the hill and he's just like yo is that a gator and i shit you not from like me to like well you can't see like this room but like five feet from me max (laughs) five feet max there's a gator laying on not in the water like on the fucking edge of the grass just sitting there chilling dude and it was a big motherfucker it was probably like four feet long big ass gator i didn't even see it dude so did you hit the putt well his ball my ball was on the green but his ball was like on the edge of the water i was looking for it but did you hit your putt i two putted so you got par uh yeah i think i parred to save to break 100 i ended with a 99 it wasn't my greatest round but uh, 99 is good though i did have a birdie though i birdied a par five which was nice it was probably the best hole of golf i've played in six months i'd be very happy to get a birdie on friday dude it was uh so i hit a tank job of a fucking drive and then i step up to my ball and i'm like 240 yards out and i grab my four iron and there are people in front of us coming off the green and I was like, ah, I'm going to wait. Cause like I, I could like get a hold of this in two forward, two forty with an iron is pretty far, but I'm just going to wait to be just in case. And also was like, you're not going to hit it. Blah, blah, blah. So I up to my ball and peered it. And he's just like, you're going to reach the green dude. <laughs> it's just deadline straight towards the green. Barely missed it by like, I think I came off the front edge with like two feet and then I chipped it on and put the ball like four inches from the hole and then tapped it in for birdie. And I was just like, Austin, I'm not going to be able to do that for a while, dude. Like, cherish this Not moment. a bad hole. And then fucking Emery, on two occasions, takes out his putter when he's, like, one of them, he was probably, like, 25 feet off the green, takes out his putter and just fucking Texas wedges it onto the green and just drops it in the hole. Did it twice. I was like, Really? <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> bad. I was like, bro, what are you doing? And then there was this one we were, like, probably 140 yards out and he was taking his shot and i was like dude honestly if i were you i'd just whip out the putter <laughs> <laughs> i had a couple of rounds like that where i putted off the fringe twice and sunk it dropped it, but with like three randoms i was playing at valley brook um but yeah that's i mean from that far out twice dude, he was he was he was one of them he was probably like 30 feet off the green but it was like a low cut. Like he was in the fairway. So it was like puttable. Like it wasn't like, oh, you got to fucking swing out of your mind. So he just fucking rolled it up there, dude, rolled up onto the green and just dropped it in the hole. And then the second one was probably like 15 feet off the green, did the same thing. But, um, dude, he's gotten a lot better at golf. It's been really fun to watch. Like, I guess him and Jake, remember when he texted us a few weeks ago and was like, Jake took me to the range and fixed my grip. That's all it was. It was just his grip. Like, I think that's the day we played with Jake after that, he shot like a 103, like a legit 103. And then Sunday when him and I played, he shot a 108, which for him is like really good. Yeah. 
Good shit. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome to watch because he's he's, he's probably going to be better than me. I don't know. What do you average? Hundred, one hundred one. I've seen you break a hundred a few times though. Yeah, I broke a hundred not too long ago, but I mean, I average about a hundred, hundred and one. I'm like right there. Yeah, pretty much pretty consistently. I feel like just like dude, a lot of one thing that helped me a lot, like take strokes off my score, was just like my shot selection. Like I had to tell myself, like you don't have to go for green every time. Like play smart golf, and it's gonna help. Even though it's like you feel like laying up is like not gonna be the greatest thing because you want to score like birdies and pars, but you're basically setting yourself up for bogey at worst if you're playing smart golf. Which like yeah. if you don't and you're like, all right, I'm going to try and go for green here. And then you like skull it over the green or like hit it way far left because you're trying to smash it. Then you're going to take like another two shots just to get it there. Whereas if you just take the smart shot and lay up, you can go up and down for par bogey with a two putt. And it took me so long to realize that. Yeah. I think what I need to do is like think less about how hard I have to swing a club. Right. And just be like, all right. And like, maybe just club up instead of swinging hard. Yeah, you should dude. what you should do. Maybe Friday, if you get a, especially if you get a free range ball um, bucket, just go to the range, dude, and just have the same swing with every club and figure out the distance that that ball goes like with each club, because then you can just be like, all right, since I'm not going to swing hard and I have a consistent swing, I'll just pick the club that's going to get me there instead of using a club I know I'm comfortable with and trying to swing hard. Yeah. That'll, or that, just, that helps a lot because I, know. I I had that problem trying to swing out of my shoes and thinking I needed to crush a ball. And then I realized, dude, I can hit the ball super far if I just have like a clean swing. Right. And like, dude, when my swing is like, when I, dude, sometimes I'm just so clean with the irons and it's like, and then other times, like probably like 65% of the time to 75% of the time, it's like bad with the irons. Probably, or probably 65. Would you probably, say... it's not three out of four. What's the best, like, aspect of your game? Do you think it's your irons, or is it something else? It depends on the day. Yeah, same with me. Everything is so inconsistent. Some days my driving's good, and if my driving's good, then I guarantee you my iron shots are going to be bad and my putting's going to be mediocre. If my short game is good, then my putting is bad, and my driver might be bad as well. Yeah, I feel like for me the most, like if I had to pick a consistent part of my game, my irons are probably my most consistent. But that's not yeah. saying like they're always going to be consistent. Like sometimes they suck and then my driver will be good. Or like like when we played with, uh, when I played with Austin on Sunday, I hadn't swung my driver in like three rounds because I kept it in my bag because I was just swinging my iron. But I was like, fuck it. Like I've, I felt like I wasn't playing great. So I'm like, let me try and figure out my drive. And my drive was money, dude. I was like, I don't understand yeah. it. I usually start with driver, and then if I'm bad, then I'll take out like an iron and be like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill, and I'm gonna hit this iron," and then that usually helps. Yes, yeah, especially at gamblers, dude. Gamblers is perfect because it's two. It's one is a is a four iron. It's a slight. It goes to the right a little bit, and then two is dead straight, par four, and then it's a par three. And then it's a dead straight par five. So if you're not feeling your driver after those, like after like one, two, and four, then the fifth hole is a par four. It's like a short dog leg right, and you could drive the green, but it's par four. So you could so easily just take out the six iron and put it right on the dog leg. And then it's like it's you know, 
an eight or a seven into the yeah. into the green. Um, like so, and I've done that before, and it helped a lot. Yeah, that's my uh, that's the thing with me, dude. My toxic trait is thinking like I'll start with my driver, and then like how you said, like you'll if you're not swinging your driver well, you'll switch to your irons. But my toxic trait is thinking I can make the adjustment and fix my driver, and then I'm like seven holes in, and I'm like, well, at this point, I've already fucked my score, so might as well. Right. Like, what's the point of switching now? Right, might as well. It's just practice at this point. Now it's right. like, all right, right, score's fucked. Don't care if it gets worse. Let me see if I can get this thing right. Yeah, dude, and I go into every round, like, my main goal in every round of golf I play is to break 90, like, that's where I'm at with my game, and if I get to, like, hole 14 or 15, and I already have, like, an 83 or an 84, I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not breaking 90 today, so then uh, that's where, right. like, mentally, I just downhill, my golf yeah. game goes downhill. Yeah, see, mine is to break 100. Yeah, I'd be, the same thing, pretty much the same thing, I feel like, though, like, just different yeah. levels. yeah. But it's, I'm I'm usually good enough to be close at the end. It'll be like, all right, like if I could get just a bogey here, and then I'll double bogey eighteen. Yeah, that's uh it's like the most deflating thing when you pull up to like seventeen or eighteen, and you're like, fuck, I gotta like par out to to reach my goal. Yeah, it, it puts so much pressure on you for like the last two holes. You're like, fuck, dude. And then you step up to the tee box and you'll like shank your tee shot, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> now I don't See, care. The last time I played, I was like, or not the last time, two times ago when I played, I was like, all right, I need to do pretty well over the over the back, like, four holes, or no, the last three holes, like, I need to do decent, but then I hit a fucking mean drive and parred the first of the three, and then I think I bogeyed the second, and I bogeyed the last, and I think I shot 100. That's not a bad finish, though. No. If I'm if I'm consistently bogeying holes, I'm not like I'm not upset by it at all, but I'm like I know I could like turn a few of these into pars. Like if I just take that like half an extra step and like making the adjustment and you know, like yeah. maybe sinking one or two putts, turning some two putts into one putts and some three putts into two putts. That's the thing. That's what sucks, dude. Like when my ninety three, I when I shot my ninety three, I had I think two blow up holes, and both of them were triples. And I was like, dude, if I just like don't triple any of those holes, and one of them's a double, one of them's a bogey or par, like I'm breaking ninety. That's the worst part about it. Like I'm one yeah. or two holes away, bro. It's not like I'm ninety eight, ninety nine, trying to break ninety. Where it's like, all right, well, that's going to be a string of like four or five holes that I need to be better on. It's literally just like consistently bogey golf sprinkled in a few pars and then i had a, like two blow up holes and if i just didn't blow up on those two holes yeah. i would have done it yeah because that's the thing right bogey is if you bogey every hole you're shooting 90 pretty much most most courses are most par courses. 72 yeah so 90 is bogey everything right plus 18 yep um but you can't have any blow up holes yeah which is very hard or if you have blow poles, you need to have enough pars or better. Or birdies, yeah. That's the thing. I think I only had like two or three pars on my 93. Everything else was bogeys and then yeah. two two triples or one double and one triple, something like that. Yeah. See, I shoot at almost at least a bogey. Like, I'll get like maybe one or two pars. Yeah. That's, I mean... Basically, that's what I'm at for, like, most of my rounds. Like, if I have three or four pars in a round, that's, like, a pretty good round for me. Yeah, I'd say same. But then I always have, like, 
four doubles or worse. Like I usually have two a nine, two per nine. Yeah, I try and limit my doubles. If I can have like one double per nine, then I'm like in a good spot with my three or four pars and the rest bogeys. Like that's a decent round of golf for me. But it's like when I when I have to put that like triple on a scorecard, like especially if it's the first hole and I'm already like yeah fuck yeah triple in the first hole is bad. Yeah, nothing better than having a great first hole, dude. When you come out of the first hole with, like, a par or a bogey, even, oh, such a great feeling. You're like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. Like, it's going to be a great round. Like, I'm feeling good. And then you either continue on that path or you blow up on the second hole. <laughs> yeah, it really could go either way. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think I'm going to be able to get there early to get to the range. Fuck it. You should just do it. Get well, a, I'm going to have to nice leave my head. I'm gonna have to leave my house at six thirty as is. I have to be yeah, there by seven thirty. So I should that's probably what I did. Maybe I'll I'd have to leave really by like five forty five. Because we're gonna if like you're gonna they want you there by seven thirty, like checked in, ready to go. So they can send you out to your hole and everything because it's shotgun start. Yeah, and the range is probably gonna be pretty packed too. It might be. It might. Um what was I going to say? I forgot. I had a thought and then I forgot. That's it, fine. It flew out of my head. I had a thought the other day and then I remembered it today. So I put it in the pod doc and I'm going to tell you about it. Um, How dope would it be if, and I'm sure we could do this, have AI ge- regenerate like the world in any year. Like I could put like, my address now and be like, I want to see what this, what this looked like a thousand years ago. And AI Found could generate Google it. earth type shit. Yeah. 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 But like, but then like, just kind of like, you know, think about, take all the data of all the information of like what we know about the history of civilization and like the earth and rocks and shit like that. And then, you know, kind of recreate what it looked like. That would be sick, dude. I would spend so much time on that. I want to see like it's a hundred percent doable. Oh, for sure. That's literally what AI does, and they have they literally have filters on TikTok that will be like put in a word prompt and will make like a picture of like what like like I put in like Coastal Carolina University, and obviously it's not like real. It doesn't take like real coastal information because it can't. But they use the word like coastal and university Carolina and everything that like associates with those words and makes like a picture out of it. And it was like. It pretty much was like a school on a beach with like a big wave like over the backside of it. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But like if we had access to like the database of everything, like pretty much just the internet. Yeah. That would be sick. I want to see what Yankee Stadium looked like in 1700. Right. I'm sure. Was was there a ballpark there? You don't think they were playing baseball there in the seventeen hundred? No, I think baseball wasn't invented until like eighteen thirty or something like that. That makes sense. That's a wild guess. I'm gonna see if it's true. Oh. Hold on, my laptop's being America wasn't even like colonized yet in seventeen hundred, were they? No. When were they colonized? Baseball invented. Um Seven. It might have been seventeen hundred because the Revolutionary War was seventy six. Seventy six. I want to say like 
It might have been. It might have been early 1700s. Oh, I said 1830 for baseball, and this baseball was uh, invented in 1839. Okay. It was close. Let's see. When was... I don't know, dude. I looked it up, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anything. During the Age of Discovery, a large-scale European colonization of the Americas took place between... 1492 and 1800. Alright, so that's very broad. Yeah. America colonization started in 1607 and ended between the years of 1776 to 1783. I was going to yes. say like 1600s because obviously like Christopher Columbus sailed the blue, sailed the ocean blue in 1492, whatever. So Was like, it in 92? Yeah, like 1492 is when he discovered, air quotes, discovered for people that aren't watching, um, America. And so, like, I would say probably like 100 years after that is probably around when, like, humans started colonizing the area, which sounds right. And killing everybody. Killing and raping and pillaging. I know you've seen the thing about the Amazonian cities. Yeah. Yeah, so to the people on, on, you know, the ones that are tuned in, our listeners, that we are ever so grateful for, um, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> there was, back in the day, there used to be a bunch of different cities in, like, the Amazon rainforest, and, like... Like, giant cities. Like, 50,000 plus people, like, the size of London and shit like that. Um I think that's what the the video said. I don't know if it was London that or London that then or <laughs> London now, um, but one of the two. And then like Sp- Spanish settlers came, said they were there and stuff, and then like they went back and they were, the civilizations were gone. They pretty much got wiped out by smallpox from uh, the Spanish. Yeah, wasn't dudes. there some guy who's like went over there and then came back and was like, "Yo, there's like hella cities over in Amazon," like. Let's go check it out. And then they went back and everything was gone because it just got ravaged by smallpox and they didn't believe them. Yep. Yep. And everybody like, thought fuck it was you, lying. dude. You brought, you brought us here for nothing. <laughs> you right. brought us all the way here. It was probably like a fucking five to seven month journey. No, I brought you here to show you all the people that I killed. Look at this rock. <laughs> this is a cool <laughs> rock. <laughs> um, Dude, did you ever, I'm sure you did, but, like, do you remember learning about, like, the uh, Aztecs and the Incas and stuff in high school? Yeah, a little bit. Dude, they're civilization. I, that's, that, uh, the guy from that video, I think his name's Grant, Grant something. I don't know, yeah. he's on Joe Rogan a bunch, but he talks about, like, their civilizations and, like, ancient civilizations all the time. And, it, dude, it is the most interesting shit ever. They used to play a sport, like, their sport back in the day. The loser was like killed at the end. Like if you lost, you were like sacrificed. It was like a ball, like a sport with a ball. I forget exactly how how it was played. I think it was like some Soccer? sort of football. No, I think it was like some sort of handball. It was like a handball across hybrid something like that. I don't. I could be totally wrong. But the loser of the game was literally like, all right, you lost. Like you're being sacrificed to the gods. How now. did they sacrifice them? Uh, though so there was this one, you, you know, the Aztec temples, how they had like the stairs on each side of like the pyramid went all the way yeah. to the top. Sometimes they would throw like babies off those stairs or like the sacrifice, like the human sacrifice would be, you're getting thrown off the stairs. Sometimes it would be like mutilation. You just get your head chopped off. 
wild, savage shit, dude. Not bad. <laughs> Could you imagine? Bring them back. back. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's crazy to think about that humans were like so like close to they were closer to like the evolutionary form of like uh like monkeys and stuff to where they weren't like they couldn't comprehend the fact like they thought god I think were they were all just so and... spiritual I think they just had they had like no understanding right um and they so they just like kind of was like they were all right everything comes from gods then so they always made sacrifices to the gods yeah, but that's just because they didn't understand science. Like, they didn't have any concept of science and no... But yet, we think that they were so fucking smart. But you couldn't figure out... You thought rain was fucking God? That's... For me, that's where aliens come in, dude. That's... I think aliens came to, like, ancient civilizations, like, out of the sky. And, like, showed humans how to do stuff. And people were like couldn't comprehend that they were from another planet because they didn't know other planets existed. So they'd be like, Oh, the sun God needs that. Like he told us like, blah, blah, blah. will bring like a fruitful harvest or whatever, but it was just a fucking alien coming out of the sky being like, yo, do this shit. And this is how this works. But humans were like, Oh, that must be God. Like they couldn't comprehend that was an alien. What about Achilles? What's his deal? Achilles (laughs) flying, flying past the sun, (laughs) flew too close to the sun one day. My man got my burnt up to a crisp. That's it's interesting. Just, it's like an interesting concept, though, when you think about it. Like, yeah. all those ancient religions have, like, hundreds of different gods. Like, the sun god, the moon god, the ring god, the death god, all this. What if they were just fucking aliens coming down? And, like, look at all, like, the hieroglyphics from ancient Egypt. They're pretty much, like, all of, all of those pieces of art and fucking drawings and stuff are all of, like, godlike looking things. Where did they get that from? I hope one of them looks like me. And I bet you it's because aliens knew, like, they could fucking time travel somehow. And they knew, like, oh, well, if we go down and communicate with humans while they're evolved in 2023, they'll know, hey, that's a fucking alien. Like, we can't do that then. So we'll do that when they're dumb enough to think we're gods and they don't have the technology to, like, take pictures of us or, like, document us in the right way. Now they're back for vengeance. Now they're back checking in. They're like, hey, so we were here a few hundred years ago. Oh, what the fuck have you done? Don't what like you, what you've done with the place. What did you guys do here? What do you well, what do you mean the global ice is melting at an alarming rate? The atmosphere is destroyed. Where are you putting all this garbage? This is not what we told you to do. Yeah, you guys don't even listen to us. <laughs> what the hell? And then you, now you're trying to control the fucking weather? No, that's our job, bitch. That's you our control job. <laughs> we were doing it for you as a, as a favor. Why do you want to do this? Why did you fuck it up so bad? <laughs> we even made this thing self-ventilating and you still fucked it up. We made it self-cleaning and you still fucked it up. You still <laughs> fucked it up? Where are all the animals that were here hundreds of years ago? You killed them all too? To wear? This you killed all these perfect. animals to wear their skin? What kind of savages are you guys? <laughs> Some of them just gotta go. It was asteroids. Hey. Asteroids took the many asteroids specifically and... targeted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you know how terrifying it would be if like an asteroid hit the Earth. Not like a, 
not like an extinction level asteroid, but like one big enough to like take out a city. Like what if what if New York was just like taken off the map one day by an asteroid? That'd be pretty good aim. I feel like yeah, for sure. Uh, dude, you're like, an asteroid? You, oh, you just happen to fucking hit the biggest city in the world? Not even that. The fact that it even hits our planet is like crazy to begin with. But the fact yeah, that it hits true. this biggest plant city on the planet that's not a coincidence, bro. Somebody Why don't shit do you think they can blow them bitches up in the air? Um, they actually have <laughs> Get Rick sure to shoot a like, laser at it. I think that's like one of the defense systems that like they're working towards actually is like NASA's working towards like uh defending the earth from asteroids by like nuking them before they get here. Which is nuking pretty smart, them. Pretty smart when you think about it. So like you fly by in a spaceship with a nuke and you drop the nuke on them? No, I think hope you shoot that it the, I think you shoot the nuke from here, dude. You don't have to drive by it. <laughs> <laughs> to drive by nuking, bro. What do you mean? You just saw like the astronauts with like ski masks on flying yeah, by. I was just, oh, dude, I was just gonna say they all got ski masks. <laughs> Shooting nukes out the window of your spaceship. That's what I'm talking about. Uh that's so funny. That would be a funny cartoon. That'd be Drive great. Drive by nuking. <laughs> we should uh, pitch that one to, to Rick and Morty. Yeah, hey. Did you hear about the Writers Guild is on strike right now? No. You know what the Writers Guild is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of like the people that write for like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. They're on strike right now because I guess like their contract with a bunch of uh, large entertainment corporations expires and they like want better wage or whatever i don't fucking know you write for tv shows it's not like you're in a coal mine or anything so relax but um apparently yeah, all like the, the apparently they're all on strike right now and a bunch of tv shows could be getting delayed and all this all this stuff because people don't want to write and um son of a boy dad podcast was doing a bit on their uh, last episode from yesterday they're like hey now is the average man's opportunity to go in and just start writing for free. It's like you walk into SNL and you can just start writing. They don't got nobody doing their yeah. shit right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, touche. Although I don't think people would like our bits on SNL. It's a little too family friendly over there. We're That's over here right. talking about drive by nuking people and they're over there doing like fucking Jeopardy spoof. They'd be making fun of people and shit though. They might get down yeah. with the drive by nuking. Yeah, especially if it's not, like, hurting anybody's feelings. Yeah, who's feeling? Are you going to hurt the, hurt the uh, asteroid's feelings? Maybe, it's dude. All, that asteroid I identify as an asteroid. It's like, that's like a, more like a drone, huh? <laughs> yeah, why did you go to that exact fucking tone for an asteroid? You know I don't what know. The, uh, you know what an asteroid would sound like? No. Me neither, because it's a fucking asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be loud. It's just like the sun in Rick and Morty just screaming. <laughs> I feel like that's what it sounds like ripping through the sky. Uh, there's sound doesn't travel through space, so it actually sounds like nothing. Yeah, I know, but if it did. If it did, it might have a... Like, a, you know, like when uh, when jets are moving mad fast and you get like the delayed sound from the jet and it's loud? Yeah, they sounds break like the sound that. barrier? Sounds like that. That would be pretty cool to like ride an asteroid. To ride an asteroid. Yeah, that's one you would have to fucking pull up on a spaceship. But skirt, let me hop on. I'm going for a ride with you, brother. 
Hang on. Hang on. You have to like suction cup your little tootsies. (laughs) Spaceship tootsies. (laughs) Suction tuck up to the asteroid. Please keep your hands and feet inside the asteroid at all times. (laughs) Dude, we should start selling that as a business. Fuck it. Rich people will pay for it. They'll pay for anything. Asteroid rides? Yeah, we'll just go up to We'll get Elon on it. We'll be like, hey, man. Let's get uh, a few of your spaceships, find the nearest asteroids that are flying by, catch up to them, and offer people rides. A million bucks a pop, or however much it would to pay our expenses our expenses for that and also make a profit. All right, I'm down. Elon's got to stop blowing up his spaceships, though. Yeah, did you see the... Uh... The shit on Twitter about how every tweet now says, like, you know how it has the location? Mm-mm. Like, if you tweet something, it'll say from, like, Wilmington, North Carolina, like, underneath the tweet. Interesting. Well, now it just says from Earth. That's good. Yeah. Because <laughs> what uh, if it wasn't from Earth? Wouldn't that be alarming? That's what everyone was saying. It was like, is Elon getting ready to, like, colonize Mars and send us tweets from Mars? Like, that's something he would do, like, get to Mars and be like, tweet, and then just have it say, from Mars, just to hey. be a troll. <laughs> yeah, just hey. Just says, hey, from Mars. From Mars. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, honestly. That would be pretty sick. That, that might be the single, like, I don't know how to say it, like, most, like, insane piece of, like, human development, or, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, single greatest piece of human history ever. If he did that and, like, made it to Mars and then tweeted from Mars. Hey. And it worked. And it just, like, like, dude, that would be in museums. That would be in everybody's fucking textbooks in school. What if he just did? What if he just said, fuck you? (laughs) (laughs) And now that is the single greatest piece of human history. We we never heard from him ever again. That was the last (laughs) of Elon Musk. Gets to Mars. He just lives in Mars now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so what are we gonna do with Twitter? Elon just dipped to Mars, tweeted "fuck you," and haven't heard anything from him in forty years. He would probably set it to like shut down in X amount of hours or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Most elaborate fucking escape plan of all time. That's like Pre- evil Morty. Free fry Morty. everything, all the data. Yeah. Oh man! Like, all right, if you want it, you got to build it from the ground up, dickheads. Dude, I wonder why we haven't seen like. I mean, TikTok's been out for a minute now, but we haven't seen, like, a, a new, like, large social media platform, like, emerge. That's fine. I think we have enough. Oh, we definitely do, but it's always interesting to see, like, what the next thing is. Although, all of them pretty much have the same basis of, like, sharing content. I mean, that's what social yeah. media is, so it makes sense, but... Yeah, there's but they're all a little different. There's gotta be something that we could do with, like, music. Like... Obviously, like, Apple Music and Spotify, it's like, yeah, you get your music and stuff, but there's there's no, like, social media to, like, share music, really. Like, it would be cool to get on a platform and, like, share, like, playlists or, like, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Like, uh, like a Discord, almost, with, like, different channels I, you could jump in, like, different communities? Kind, kind of, yeah. That would be cool. I had this idea in college where I actually got it one day. I was walking to class, and I had my AirPods in. And I'd be like, dude, it would be so cool if I could see, like, what other people were listening to. Like, all right, I just walked past this chick. 
like I get a notification on my phone and like her username pops up and says is listening is currently listening to this song from this artist and you'd be like oh cool let me check this out and see if I like it like it'd be such a cool way to see like what people are listening to at the moment and also like find new music yeah like obviously you'd have to sign up and register on the app but like say you and I walked past each other in like the library at Coastal or whatever and we both had our headphones in and we were both listening to music on one of the major platforms like Apple Music, Spotify. You would just connect like whatever you're listening on. Right, right. And we're like, Kenny, Kenny K Stills 34 is listening to Best Day Ever by Mac Miller. Hell yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. Skirt bag, just... dick in my hand, 69420 <laughs> is, is listening to. Is listening to Takashi69. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to with arms wide open. Dude, you're in math. Why are you, what's with the heartbreak? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting there calmly listening to like headbanging screamo. <laughs> just casual. Few times. Yeah, I used to do that actually pretty often. What else do you want to talk about before we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see, dude. What else do we got on the plate? Oh, you want to hear my fucking nightmare story of getting here? All right. And so 4.45, 4.30 rolls around yesterday. I got everything packed to leave to come here. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be a long drive. Let me take like a 30-minute nap to rest my eyes and like, it was right after the UCL Champions League game, and I was like, all right, going to chill for 30 minutes, maybe close my eyes for a little bit, I'll set an alarm, and I'll get up and go. Phone died, alarm never went off, I woke up like 20 minutes late, like, it's like an hour later now, it's almost 6 o'clock, and I was in a rush, because I was like, fuck, like, I gotta go, I don't want to get there too late, so I just grabbed my suitcase, grabbed my um, backpack that had my this laptop in it, and like all of my other audio stuff. Took the dogs out because Maggie wasn't going to be home till like 730 because she was at the gym. And then I left and I start driving and I'm thinking about I actually put on an episode of Talking Yanks because the Yankees game was going to come on at seven. I was going to listen to that while I drove. Put on some Talking Yanks. I'm just kind of like zoned out, like listening, listening. And then I'm thinking about like the stuff I got to do tomorrow morning. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I got to send this email to this person. Um and then it hit me, and I was like, oh, dude, I was like pretty much an hour and a half into my drive, and I was like, rough, oh, dude, I did not pack my work laptop because it was plugged into the charger when I fell asleep and took my nap, and my nap didn't help, put me in a cranky mood, I was hungry, didn't want to be driving, Found, realized I forgot my work laptop, had to turn around, drive an hour and a half back home, um, walked in the house, literally walked in the house, grabbed my laptop, and walked right back out. And that set my ETA back, like, pretty much two hours. And I didn't get here until, like, 3.05 in the morning. And I get in the house. And Lola had, um, like, the cushion in the bottom of her dog bed had, like, ripped all the stuffing out of it. And it was, like, all over the floor. And just, like, a fuck. it looked like fucking the snow, the fake snow that Macy's uses during the holiday season. Just all over the house, dude. I was like, oh, man. So I texted my mom, and I was like, hey. Um, not to like burst her bubble, but Lola, Lola kind of like shredded up her bed, and she's just like, "Yeah, she's done that like a bunch of times. She does that when she gets nervous." And I was like, "Oh, 
well, I kind of feel bad now. She doesn't have like a cushion in her bed to sleep in. So I just piled a bunch of fucking um, blankets and stuff in her bed to sleep on now. She seemed to not not be bothered by it, but I was just like, that's a tough go, well, yeah. though, because now you don't have anything to sleep on. But I'm sure the blankets are like a big upgrade for her. Well, the thing is, dude, she like will grab the blanket in her mouth, like whip it around and like won't lay on it. Like every time I try and move her bed, she'll literally grab the side of her bed with her mouth and just go and like whip it. Like she thinks it's playing. I'm like just trying to move her bed, like not trying to play with this stuff. These are things for you to lay on. Whip it good. She loves to whip it good. <laughs> Tough scene. <laughs> cool, cool whip. Yeah, so I got a I had a late start to my day today, dude. I didn't wake up until like nine thirty, and I was just like, oh, the first three hours of my day was rough. Yeah, I didn't get out of bed till like nine. I've been chilling. Sometimes that's all you need, dude. Just a nice. Yeah, like, I mean, I've been getting to bed late. Day. Stayed up for the Knicks Heat game. Stayed up for the Sixers Celtics game last night. Like back to back, pretty late nights. But I mean, then I honestly, dude, I just chilled. Like I made breakfast, let fed the dogs, like let them out, fed them. Did, did a little work stuff. Cut? I got my grass cut yesterday evening. Nice. Um, and then I, you know, smoked, chilled, hung out. Champions. Or, oh, and then I worked out. When I worked out in the sun, it was like seventy out. Worked out in it's the been grass. It was great. Lately. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> that's actually why I asked if you wanted to record last night because yesterday was supposed to be originally like. When I was looking at the calendar and the weather earlier in the week, it was like Tuesday, cloudy, maybe. Like, I think it was just cloudy. But then every other day was sunny. And I was like, well, I'll see if he wants to record on Tuesday. I'd rather be inside when it's cloudy than inside when it's not cloudy. Right. Um, that was the only reason. It had nothing to do. Um, but it ended up being nice yesterday. The sun came out like at like 4 o'clock, so it was perfect. Because then after the City Real game, I went and like did dog poop, mowed the lawn, that kind of you thing. You did dog poop? You took yeah, cleaned dog it up. poop, dude? Yeah. You didn't take it. No, I I, I cleaned up all the dog poop and then I molded it into a nani and then I did it. <laughs> Dude, it's just, this is gonna be a funny story, but also awkward. If really, you have a story from that. You have a story from I me. Do. It reminds making me. <laughs> love to dog poop. That that's what your that's your segue. That was the perfect is, segue for your for this story. It is shockingly close to that. Yes, dude. Interesting. Like, yes. So <laughs> my mom has these things to clean Lola's paws with. They're like these plastic tubes and inside is this rubber thing and they have uh, yeah, like these yeah. rub- you know what I'm talking about? Yep. They look like flashlights. Like, they they like, glow like yeah, you toy. fucked it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, Maggie, I miss you, baby. Listen, I walked outside <laughs> and I saw that thing and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I just like took you know those memes where it's like you see something that, like that, and you're just like, oh, I should call her. <laughs> I took a Snapchat of those and sent her to her. I was like, thinking about you, thought I should give you a call. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck is that thing? I was like, it's a dog flashlight for the paws. <laughs> like, they don't fuck it. You just clean their paws with them. But I'm like, it looks shockingly close to a sex toy. Yeah, I agree. They work well, though. I had to do Lola jumped in the pool twice today. And each time after she got out of the pool, soaking wet, ran over to the mulch and just rolled around for like 10 minutes. Shows up at the window. I'm sitting there working. She shows up at the window like, let me in. And she's just black. I'm like, yeah, no <laughs> shot, dude. Going to have to do something about that first. Yeah, there's no way you're coming in here looking like that. <laughs> 
mom's gonna kill me if I let you come in and fucking jump around on the rug and roll jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. We uh we listen to the reception, the wedding reception playlist while we golf on Sunday. And uh Awesome put together quite a banger, I must say. Did he? He did. I was very proud of him as one music playlist connoisseur to the next. I sent you a music playlist today. I know. I was going to peep that uh, after we got off the podcast, actually. I'm the cover art. It's a fucking worth a piece (laughs) of beauty. Did you make that? No, AJ did. I was going to say, it's like, the ball, the cojones on this man to make a playlist and then put a picture of himself as the cover art. No, no, yeah, AJ sent it, just like sent it out of nowhere, just sent it to the group today. And I looked at it and I was like, I scrolled through and I was like, looks like a heater. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, the first song on it is Wake and Bake. I feel like I should smoke now. And AJ was like, you should. And Kyle was like, LOL, it's a sign from God. And I was like, amen. Now I'm high. You said, yes. Yes. No, what I actually texted back was, I did with a smiley face emoji. <laughs> AJ, AJ said, you should. I said, I did. I did. Smiley face. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Dude, there's just something about like this time of year. Yeah, when, when the weather's music. starting to get nice consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. And like, it's I kind of start hanging out straight. So. Like, not even that, like, I don't listen to rap at this time of year, but, like, I definitely dive into, like, more reggae and just more, like, feel-good shit. music. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, like I did with, uh, I got that Childish Gambino album on vinyl, dude. I've been bumping yeah. the hell out of that the last few days, because that's what it is. It's just, like, that vibey R&B, like, feel-good stuff. Yeah, facts. Yeah, I listened to that album. It's pretty good, but it is. It's, like, vibey. It's, like, they're all, like, the same niche kind of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's a it's a like perfectly constructed album. Like it's all the same vibe, but different sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen to it again. Maybe throw it on shuffle a few more times because I'm telling you, you'll appreciate it once you get through it like two or three times. Right. First, first listen through is good because it's like you know it's like new and fun. But like then you'll start to find the songs that you really fuck with, and like you'll start to learn like a lot of like the different, um like tracks and stuff on it like their names like you'll remember be like you'll listen to it be like oh i like this one and then you'll remember it for the next time right right that's how i i feel like it always goes like that for me with albums like the first listen yeah. through, unless it's like a j cole album that i've been waiting for or like a logic or something big that i've really been waiting for like joey badass his last album dropped and i listened to it for the, like the first time and i was like yeah that was good like i wasn't like oh my god like how i was with cole's last yeah, album that's how i was but with then, like, ID. Mm-hmm. And then the two or three times after I listened to it, I was like, damn, this album slaps, dude. Like, this is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, Freddie Gibbs, I liked that one right away. His was yeah. nice, dude. Soul Sold Separately was good. Yeah. he's uh, Apparently, he's going to be dropping another one soon. Really? Mm-hmm. I would like to get Soul Sold Separately on vinyl. Me too. I want Alfredo on vinyl too, dude. He Back-to-back with Alfredo and Soul Sold Separately, like, he's on a heater right now. Yeah. I feel like Alfredo was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. 2020, I think. 2021, I think so. maybe. I guess now you're looking at like almost three years. Dude, the fact that 2020 was three years ago, Jesus Christ. Right. That's when crazy. I graduated college. That's crazy, brother. Graduated from college for three years. Like, that sounds crazy to me. Yeah, dude. When I start thinking about it, I'll be at Deloitte like five years now this coming June, I think. Five years, wow. 
Does it feel like that, or does it feel not like? Does it was a long five or a short five? It feels like five. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm so bad at gauging like anything more than like two years long. It feels like it's been a long time, but it feels like it also hasn't been forever. It's kind of how I feel with Carousel, and I just hit my one year. That's not very long. It's not, but it feels like I've been like like. So when I first started, I was I wasn't like nervous, but I was like, all right, this is like my first real corporate job, like my first salary job, like. I can't look at it as like my past job. I've never had a job like this. You know what I mean? So I was just like a little like, I don't even know what the word was like anxious about going into it, but, and it wasn't about like performing well. It was like about knowing what to do. And now that I have, like, I know my responsibilities and I'm like, I'd say pretty good at what I do in that position. Now it just feels like it's flying by. Like my weeks fly by at work now for the most part. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, work, Maggie, her she's so she's been like not struggling, but like the school she works at now is not great. Like, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Like, she doesn't get treated well. She's not doing what she wants to do. So she's been like looking at other opportunities, and she found this really awesome other school right down the road from our house, and it's strictly for special ed students with like Mm -hmm. high levels of autism and stuff and like that's what she went to school for like she's right now she's just working with behavioral kids which are just like right kids that don't have manners and are like brats kind of yeah not what she wants to do so she put in she worked on her resume and put in an application or just sent her resume to the school and within like four days her resume is banging by the way like i read it and i was like damn dude like she's got like student teaching under her belt she's done like internships she's got a year at this school she did uh, like full-time substitute teaching in um, Myrtle Beach and all this and I was like dude like you have a great resume just send it in and like follow up with them after like a week and a half if they don't get back to you they get back to her the other day and she has an interview lined up on Monday at four o'clock already damn like they never even that, I told her I was like dude it's a really good sign if they read your resume and offer you an interview just off of that like you don't have to talk to like they didn't ask you to talk with like the recruitment team or like set up a call to like learn more yeah. about you. Like they immediately offered you an interview after seeing your resume. Like that's a really good sign. Yeah. She's super excited about it, dude. I'm super happy for her. Cause I know like the school she's at now has been beating her up and it's, it's bad. Yeah. I feel that. <clears throat> but this school has like service dogs and they do all like these fun activities. Oh, I love doggos. And- yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. You can't beat it. Arr, arr, arr. Arr, 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 arr. Okay. Handsome yeah, that's, boy. That's the fuck boy dog. Ow, ow, ow. That's some Waldo shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or. So- <laughs> Waldo does Waldo that really soft like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just meant Waldo saying. Waldo would be the one that says like, "Yeah, that's a, that's a fuckboy dog." <laughs> <laughs> fuckboy bark like a fuckboy dog. Ow, ow, ow! <laughs> a little, put a little twang in at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I can see Waldo being a being a naughty dog. Lola just heard me do that bark, and she like peeped her head over the bed. She's like, "Called me." <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard a fuckboy dog over there. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? That's my type. 
You want to talk about the Knicks? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I got the burps, but I'm, I'm down to talk about the Knicks. Um, down 3-1. Down <laughs> yeah, let's get them out of the way. Get them out of the way. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. I'll tell you all about how bad the Knicks are. You try to figure out your situation over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to drink water. Um, The Knicks are down three games to one against the Heat. And the only game that they won was the game that Jimmy Butler didn't play. And so Jimmy Butler effectively is 3-0 against the Knicks, going for the Jimmy sweep tonight. I will be watching tonight, and I will say this. I have all the faith in the Knicks tonight. Back in the garden, um, season on the line. I think they come out with a fucking passion. I don't think they want their season to end tonight. Obviously, like, who would? But I think they're going to win tonight. The next game, if there's a game six, I think is going to be an absolute dogfight, dude. I think game six is going to decide the series. Whoever wins game six, if there is a game six, will decide who wins the series. I don't agree. I think I agree, but I think that if the Knicks win game tonight and they win game six in Miami, which you're right, that game six in Miami is going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Um but I th- I think it's very realistic that the, then they would come back to MSG and I can see the the Heat winning in MSG game I, seven. I, I think if we I can also see the Knicks seven, taking it. I think game seven is one hundred percent fifty fifty. Yeah. Yep. I think if it's that's what I was gonna say. If we get to a game seven, it's gonna be balls to the floor. Every like you're leaving yourself on that. On that <laughs> balls floor. to the floor. Yeah, dude. Like you like players. Forget are balls to the walls. Nuts. That's we're. <laughs> Well, there's no walls in basketball. They're just dragging on the floor. (laughs) Using their nuts as basketballs. It's like that episode of South Park when Randy's got his testicles. Yeah, but they're bouncing them in the wagon. (laughs) Oh, that sounds painful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's pretty disappointing that we didn't get one of these last two games, dude. But Yeah. Oh man, it's so, I, it makes me so mad when I think back to like Stephen A. Smith being like, "Ah, Knicks to the NBA Finals." It's like, dude, everybody and their mother knew you were getting ahead of yourself when you said shit like that. Like, relax, yeah. bro. Like, JJ Redick was calling him out on that. Yeah, and it's like, dude, everybody was because it's like, how are you going to go from the Knicks are horrible, the Knicks don't deserve that, blah blah blah. They win one playoff series, and now you're saying they deserve to be in the finals? Like, relax, dude. Yeah, JJ, JJ was like, JJ was, was talking and he was talking, he was like talking like decently about the Knicks and Knicks fans. And he was like, but like, dude, the, some of the Knicks fans are just delusional, like thinking that they're going to go to the finals. And Stephen A was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Delusional. And even like the host of the show, whoever that chick was, I forget who it was, was like, oh, like made a face. And he was like, dude, he was like, yeah. You guys are delusional. You guys won one playoff series against the Cavs, who are like an okay team. Like, they were the favorite. Okay, whatever. But, like, you know, you didn't really beat anybody great. And now you think that you're going to the NBA Finals? Like, that's what you were saying a few days ago on this show. And Stephen was like, well, you know, I I, I think that, you know, I was just saying, like, that's the ceiling. He's like, no, you said that was the expectation. And To be fair – to be fair to Stephen A. Smith, I will say this because I myself am a huge victim of this every year with the Yankees. That's just the expectation that like pretty much every New York fan base has with their teams. 
Yeah, but like, the Knicks York, haven't been good. They That's haven't the been good. The That's Yankees the, have yes, been great dude. on paper, but the Knicks, so like the Yankees, I get it. Like the Yankees, you can make the case like could get hot and make a run in the playoffs. Like, that's really what the playoffs like, pretty much come down to. Pretty much every year for the Yanks. Yeah. yeah, the Yanks are always, like, right there. They're, like, in the playoffs and, like, usually, like, a good seed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the Knicks The Knicks aren't. are a few years The Knicks off are barely ser- making the playoffs. Yeah, dude. Like, we were this winning year they were, This was the first year they were, like, in the playoffs. Last year, I think they were a play-in team, like a 7-8 We team. didn't even... No, I don't even think we made the play-in the playoffs oh, last really? year. We didn't even make the playoffs last year, dude. That's what I'm saying, that, dude. And now you and now Hawks. you win you win one you have a good season and like you win one series against like an okay Cavs team. NBA yeah. finals. Yeah, that's that's what pissed me off, dude. It's like you gotta realize I, I understand the fandom and the excitement, but you need to realize the reality of the situation. Like the Knicks And like to a certain degree, you still have to stay objective. Like you're yes. still a sports journalist, right? And like, yes, that's okay, the, that's like, the other part of it. For if you're Stephen A, like you, most of your fans probably know that you're a Knicks fan, right? Like I don't, but I could put it together. Fucking took me two seconds to figure it out once he started talking. Right. Um, and but like, if you have random people that don't know that you're a Knicks fan, and it's just like, oh, like I don't know, it just it just paints like a weird picture about the Knicks, and it's, it's wild. Yeah, and like, it's... but like you, and like you still got to like stay like. And it sucks, too, dude, because, like, I know this isn't the case, like, really, but it kind of is. Like, he's kind of the face of, like, the media portrayal of Knicks fans. Like, people see that. Yeah, dude. Ah, Spike Lee's the man. Spike Lee, you know, he's... I was going to say, but you don't ever see Spike Lee's quotes in the media and stuff like that. Right, because he's a fucking realistic Knicks fan, dude. You know what I mean? He's there, he's supporting the team every night, and he's about his fandom, but he's not getting on air screaming Knicks to the NBA Finals after they beat a fucking borderline solid Cavs team in the first right. round. Borderline solid is the best way to describe them. Like, you don't even know if they're solid. You're they're right, trying right. to be a solid team. Yes. They're, like, on par with how this Knicks team is. Like, we're borderline solid team. It'd be different if we were the caliber of, like, the, even the Sixers, dude, where we had a Joel Embiid, like, MVP type of player at least. Let alone, next to that, you've got uh, an ex-MVP, James Harden, who's obviously not the player he was, but he's still James Harden. He still won you two games out of the series you're in right now with the Celtics. We don't even have that. Dude, dude, the Sixers have been a top three seed in the East for the past, like, four or five years. The Sixers? The Sixers? They have never done it in the playoffs, though. But the expectation is to advance far. They're a great regular regular season every year. I was going to say the Sixers are kind of like the Yankees, except Correct. the Yankees have been the playoff type of contender longer than the Sixers have. Yeah. It's, but but same same results. Like, we haven't won in 14 yeah. years. Yeah, like, the, they're very similar over, like, the past, like, four or five years, right? Like Right. And you could look at, like, Judge and Embiid, like, similarly, honestly. Right, right. But, like, you guys have that going. Knicks don't have that. So, like, why are we – why is Stephen A out here saying – the Knicks are an NBA Finals type of team when everybody and their mother delusional. sees that they're we're not. It's so annoying, dude. Like we, I know we say this a lot on our podcast, but like major media, major sports media, just like continues to piss me off. And like, yeah, well, it's not very good. There's no objective, like objectiveness in it anymore. Like everybody just gets on there and says absurd shit to get clicks and views. And I get like that's your job is to get like people's eyes on you, but. There's still you still need to like have respect for what you're doing, you know what I mean? Don't just say shit to say yeah. shit. I agree. 
Um, the Sixers are up three games to two. When is the next game of that series? That's tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. I, w- I don't even, like, hate the Celtics like that, but I would love to see the Sixers beat the Celtics. Me too. Always would love that, honestly. I just, Celtics fans are just annoying. They think they're hot shit, and they really haven't been hot shit for a while. I mean, they're solid. I mean, they were in the they're NBA good. Finals last they year. Were in the, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they won it, and they're, like, defending their title or anything. You know what I mean? Like, right. They need to temper their expectations a little bit too, I think, because their team really, I mean, being in the NBA finals like proves that you're a good team and the fact that you're continually like the Yankees, like you're in the hunt every year pretty much, but right at the same time, you haven't gotten over that hill. So I'm trying to look at the stats from the other night's game, but I can't find it. But Jojo had 33 um, and Harden had a bunch. Harden had a game winner, another game winner, didn't he? No, they won by 12. Oh. He did have another one in the series, though. I think game four, he had the game winner. He's Joel got two Embiid, game winners. Yeah, he had the step back top of the three in game mm-hmm. one in Horford's eye. And then in this one, Joel Embiid the was, like, driving. Corner, right? And, yeah, Jalen Brown, like, came to help off of Harden and and B just dished it to him in the corner. I mean, Jalen Brown like recovered and got a hand in his face and it was like very contested, but still sunk it. Sixers win by one. Dude, even if so if the Sixers make the NBA finals and James Harden like has a pretty good playoff like I don't know, like series, I would say, would you consider that like a successful James Harden like Philly career? If you guys got to the finals um, and lost, obviously, if you guys win the finals with James Harden, you're like, all right, that's what we traded for. Like, that's what we wanted out of him. But like, yeah, if he doesn't I mean, get you over the hump, do you, do you still consider that like successful? He got us what we wanted out of him, right? Like, he got us two wins in a series against the Celtics. Yeah, that's pretty big in itself. Um, I feel like. Tobias Harris had a really good game last night against the Celtics, but he was in foul trouble, so he wasn't able to play a lot. He had 12 in the first half, which is pretty good like for him. That's a 24-point yeah. pace. like That's solid. But then he got in foul trouble. Um, but I don't know. Joel had 33, which is good, but like that's not great for him. If he comes points. home, 33 points, yeah, and then like probably he had double-digit boards for sure. Um, if he, if they come back to Philly, this dude fuck around and put up 40, right? Like have one of those games, like have yourself a day, put yeah. up 42 but- and 15 boards or 13 boards. Right. Yeah. And then get, get work from everybody else. Get, get like, you know, 20 from your other guys. 15 Jojo from could come out dude and have one of those games where he has like a 40 point game and just like put the nail in the coffin in the Celtics. Yeah. Like. You yeah. could very easily do that. Al Horford's really good at playing him defensively, though. Yeah, that's true. That is a, that's been a fun matchup to watch. Yeah, it always is, dude. Horford loves playing against Philly. He's, like, so mediocre until he plays Philly. He's like, all right, dude, it's I'm playoff LeBron. Jimmy, except it's just against it's just against <laughs> yeah. Philly for him. Yo, seriously, that was... <clears throat> it gets personal, especially when he's playing against Joel, dude. Um, 
Dude, how about the Lakers up three three games to three one games on to the Warriors? One. Not bad. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing LeBron win another ring, like a non bubble ring with the Lakers. Yeah, I agree. This would be number five for him. If he wins this year, do you think like that earns him undisputed goat? Jordan had six. Yeah. I guess, but but I think I LeBron's feel like it's way harder accolades. now. Yeah, LeBron long... leads the league in everything, bro. And at his age, dude, Jordan wasn't <clears throat> doing this at the age LeBron is. Mm-mm. The last few years of Jordan's career was like almost borderline pathetic. Yeah, and I think the league is just so much more competitive now. Yeah, it's not as physical, but everybody is better. Everybody's better, and there's more teams that you're gonna have to beat that are good. Correct. Like, you didn't have like the one or two super teams of Jordan's era where it's like, all right, he's going to have to beat this team. And if they do beat this one team, they're pretty much cakewalk. Think about how out. deep the West is, dude. The Mavericks didn't make the playoffs with Luka and Kyrie. Yes. The Suns are loaded. Yeah. The Nuggets are, are pretty loaded. The Nuggets are pretty loaded. Yeah. Nuggets are like sneaky loaded, I feel like. Yeah. They're up three games to two after last night's victory. Yep. Saw that. This is the we're in the heat of it, dude. This is like the VR. best part of the NBA season. It is. It's it's been solid. I've been I've been keeping up because like, I've been I have interest up more so that yeah, same. I have interest in the Knicks and also just the other neutral games. Where I have just been more entertaining. And I more haven't watched any of the Western Conference games. Too late for me, dude. Unless on, it's I've like a, a, a Sunday or a Saturday but... afternoon afternoon game. But like yeah. for the most part, I'm not watching like the ten o'clock starts. Yeah, the Lakers and Warriors series are the only Western games that I've watched so far. Uh, same, but I've only seen like one. Other than that, it's just been I've watched pretty much every Knicks game and then a few Philly, Philly games. But I'm I'm like the same, but opposite. <clears throat> I believe. I think I'm going to a comedy show tomorrow night, though, so I might not be able to watch Ooh, the game. Who are you seeing? This dude, Chris Chris Red. He's um. I think He's on I SNL like I for a minute. Is. Yeah, I know who that is. He's going to have a stand-up feature coming out on HBO soon. But, um, yeah, he's doing three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at uh, the Punchline in Philly. That's going to be dope. Who are you going with, just Lex? Cassandra, actually. She hit me up today and was like, yeah, Yo, you want to go to this comedy show tomorrow? Oh, nice. And I was have like, you, what time, uh, where is it, and how much? Have you ever been to a comedy show? Uh, I went to one at Topgolf. Topgolf? Yeah, they had like three like not very great stand up comedians. That's such a weird like venue, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were there just chilling and like we weren't able to play golf. It was packed. It was like a Saturday night and these like older ladies came up to us and they were like, You guys wanna come in and like watch this stand up show? We had a bunch of people bail for this like bachelorette party and we were like, Sure, fuck it, or birthday party or something like that. We're like, Yeah. Sure. So like we went in, they bought us shots and stuff, and they went to watch stand up, and it was the comedians were okay, the girls were like hammered and obnoxious, and it was really embarrassing for. Oh man, you know I just didn't like to be associated with them, but I couldn't not yeah. be associated with them. Held against your will, <laughs> pretty much. Um, when you when you get like your first like comedy show under your belt, that's good. You're you're gonna love it, dude. Like I've been to two. 
that I really enjoyed. One of them, I, I've been to three total. One of them was like, okay. And then um, the one that my favorite one was Sebastian Maniscalco, if you know who that is. Not off the top of my head, but I he's got a few. Him. He's got a few Netflix specials. Like he's pretty famous, but he was at the uh, venue in Hershey when uh, Black Friday after Thanksgiving, like two years ago, and we all went because my mom and Don like love him. They're they're like his favorite uh, comedian. They were just like, "You want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." Went, laughed my ass off the whole time, dude. Like it was so good, and it's just like a good comedy show. Like tickles your brain. Tickles my brain. I would I would like a good brain tickling. Mm-hmm. Um, MK and I went to one in Myrtle once. That so was pretty good. Lex and I are going to try to go see, or I think maybe go see this kid. Do you know who Matt Reif is? Matt Yeah, I'm looking different on him. Yeah, same. Um, well, Lex he's said she TikTok thinks he's cool, funny. Right? I, I see him on Instagram. Um, Lex said that she wants to see him, and he's he's going to be at in in AC like right after her birthday. He's doing a, a few shows. His his shows might be good. I've never seen like his actual stand up. I've only ever seen like his crowd work. Crowd and work, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like it's just like him having a conversation with people in the in the crowd, and I'm like, I don't really want to like go. Like, I wouldn't want to go and just see that for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear like his actual jokes. Yeah, he's it's it's mostly crowd work. He's like a knockoff Andrew, what's her face? Schultz. Yeah. Andrew Schultz is funny, dude. Andrew Schultz is funny as fuck and he has his own stuff. Yeah. But he also does really good crowd work. That's I feel yeah. like crowd work is like half of his show. Yeah. He's he was he's a comedian that I would love to see live. That would be I would awesome. love to see him live. Um That's why I think he's good cuz he's hot. Bill Burr uh yeah. As most girls do. That's like 90% of Matt Rife's fan base. Um, Bill Burr, Pete Davidson, Dave Chappelle are the three that I want to see live before I die. All right. Propose to Maggie. And then for your bachelor party, we'll go to Austin on a night when one of them or multiple of them are playing at Joe Rogan's uh, comedy club. Comedy club. Because here's the thing, if one of them are doing stand-up, I don't know if Dave is in, well, I'm sure he would be down to go there, but, like, Bill Burr and Chappelle are boys, I could see them going, like, not regularly, but, like, I could see them going every now and again. Um, And, like, if they go, I imagine, like, Joe's going to want to get up, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's why he, that's why he built it, dude. Yeah. He's like, dude, I just want to have those nights where I'm just like fucking chilling with the boys, um, doing stand up, like those good old nights where like you're hanging out backstage and stuff like that, and then just going out there and killing on like a little mini set. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'm just gonna build that where I live now, and everybody's gonna come do it, and I'm I'm mad famous, so people are gonna come and uh, they're gonna pay to get in, and they're gonna buy food and drinks, and I'm rich, so I'm probably gonna have like. Some good ass fucking chefs. It's gonna be good food, good drinks, like good liquor. Such a smart, uh, like business idea. If you're yeah. Joe Rogan, yeah, Have we're talking about it. His, We'd love to uh, go. Specials on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen some of them. They're good. They're good. Yeah, they are good. Like surprisingly good. Yeah, he does have like some corny stuff where it's like, okay, I can see that coming. But then sometimes like he gets me and that shit's funny. But everybody has that where it's like every now and again, it's like you know where they're going with a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, dude. Lex said that. Lex said that Joe Rogan's not getting picked up from Spotify. Allegedly. Good. I miss. I watched him way more when he was on YouTube. To be honest, I never watch him, but I listen to him now. Lex was like, "What do you think he's gonna do?" And I was like, "Probably just go back to YouTube and whatever else, like whatever he was doing before." He just won't be exclusively on Spotify. He's probably still gonna be on Spotify though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He was before. Like you could right. So he's still gonna be on Spotify. He's just not gonna be exclusively on Spotify. Yeah. It he's was always the best also be putting on like again. a uh, Joe Rogan episode like on YouTube and just falling asleep to that dude. It was the best. I like, I miss that like actually a lot. I would do it almost every night. Why not? Why don't you do it? Don't you have a TV in your room? Yeah, but he doesn't put any of his stuff on YouTube anymore. Oh yeah, well, what you can't download Spotify on the TV? I mean, I could, but it's just not the same. <sighs> but you could like almost recreate it. Eh, it's not the same aesthetic, dude. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Yeah, get the. You think this is a Spotify household? That's you my I no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> but I'm just you know. Every every now and again, maybe you need to uh, do it. I have for nostalgia. Like, I have to know. I'm just more. I'm on YouTube more. So when I see like episodes of joe rogan on youtube and be like see somebody i want to listen to i'm like oh bet i'll throw that on i don't like actively go on spotify and search like yeah who's, who's been on joe rogan lately you know what i mean unless i see clips yeah, yeah. on like instagram or something that's a good point i should watch more youtube i watch youtube more than probably any other platform i watch a decent amount of youtube but i also Just watch like, a good amount of live sports and like sports talk so yeah that's true but, I mean, but now, like, I'll, like, watch footballers instead of listening to it, for the most part. Unless I have, like, yeah. a car ride. Like, Friday, That's I'll right. probably listen, because I have a car ride. Right. That's what I used to do, uh, like, during football season. I would watch footballers, just because work from home, throw it up on YouTube. Yeah. Watch it when it drops. Yeah, all the podcasts I listen to now, are, I pretty much watch all of them on YouTube, just because I put them on while I work. Yeah, I don't really do anything while I work, cause then I, I'm like not even listening to it. Yeah, I'm working. I have no clue what they're saying. I can't do. I can't double do do things twice like that. Multitask. Can't double do. Can't can't double do. (laughs) Not a very good double double do. (laughs) (laughs) So what else we got? You want to talk some UCL? We can talk UCL. We got that on the on the table. All right. Man City and Real draw 1-1. That was a good-ass good game. It was a good game. Um, City make me nervous, dude. They're always, obviously, like, possession is, like, that's kind of their thing. But they don't really create, like, real, like, scary chances, right? Whereas yeah. Real, on the other hand, like, on their counterattack, their chances that they create are scary. And, like, like most of them are. They, they might have half of, the, like, the technical, like, chances. But, like, theirs are a lot more lethal. Yeah, the uh, dude, the Real Madrid counterattack under Carlo Ancelotti has has been like my favorite version of Real Madrid to watch. I think ever, even back in like 2014 with Di Maria and Ronaldo and Bale when he was there, like as a stud before he started getting hurt all the time. It's just, dude, well, like within three touches and two passes, like they're already in the uh, they're attacking third and like creating a chance. Imagine how good they're going to be when they replace Modric and Cruz with somebody younger and faster. 
You know what's crazy, though? And I was actually talking to Carl about this yesterday during the game. The fact that Modric and Cruz are the age that they are and they're still, like, world-class every game is crazy, yeah. dude. Yeah, 100%. Like, Modric is going to be eight, 38 years old, and he's, like, still a top-five midfielder in the world. Top five? That's pretty high. Top, dude, I'm, he, he, is, he might even be top three. That's how good he Whoa. is still. That's not even me being biased. Like, he's genuinely that good at his age. It's crazy. Yeah, I can see that. He's like the Robert Lewandowski of midfielders, dude. Okay. Not bad. Dude leads the Bundesliga in scoring every single year. <laughs> yeah, he's like 90. I think he's at least 90. 90, 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, the second leg of that is going to be electric. I'm super it excited is. for it. I'm nervous, dude. Like I've like I've no faith in City. Really? I'm yeah. I feel like I'm more scared of City this year than I have been in the past. It's like you just don't know. And like usually with City, it's like sometimes they come out real aggressive and like they want to get after it. And if you, that's the City that you get, good luck. But yeah. sometimes they come out like real complacent and like willing to just kind of chill and like sit back. And you're like. All right, you're going to wait for your spot to open, but they don't move enough off the ball all the time to create other stuff. And that's a lot. That was fucking them up. Like when they had the ball in the back line, like they passed, play the ball to a defender, and everybody would just stand there. And it's like, okay, some, you, somebody has to move. So I have somebody to pass yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and they weren't doing that. And they were kind of like trapping themselves in the back um, and giving up like big chances. And it's just silly. I feel like that's like the one downfall of Pep Ball, though, is he just focuses yeah. a lot on possession and uh, like running the, trying to like, run the game from within possessing the ball. And like, that's not always going to work, especially against teams that are good at defending. Like if you have a solid defense that can stay structurally sound against that, then it's going to be tough to create chances that are like meaningful. Yeah. Which Real Madrid does a pretty, pretty good job at that. Cause their defense is pretty solid for the most part. Sometimes I feel like sometimes Real Madrid will have games where their defense just looks like they have no idea what they're doing. And then 70% of the time they're like locked down. Yeah, I agree with that. City's the same though, dude. They uh, they like a good chunk of games where like they're just bad at the back. Yeah, but then you know you got uh, I actually saw a video today. I think it was uh, Rudiger on Real Madrid. His only job yesterday was to just shadow Erling Holland, and there was a video of him literally just had his like neck like under Holland's like armpit the whole game, literally just marking him like that. And he had Erling Holland had less touches than the fucking city goalkeeper did, Ederson. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw the I saw the stat about Ederson and Holland touches. I didn't know that Rudiger was like man marking him like that. Yeah, it was Rudiger and not Kamavinga, um, the other center back. That was that started yesterday. I forget his name off the top of my head, but Beats me. just. But then it's like okay, you do that, but then they have fucking. Kevin De Bruyne like pretty much wide open on the 18 every time and that's pretty much how he scored his goal yeah he's pretty good that KDB kid yeah that goal was nice both the goals yesterday were beautiful both the goals too. were nice did you see the goals today no I didn't watch any of any of the UCL today. today's goals were nice too dude Edin Dzeko had the first one 
which is like, dude, it's like a throwback, a blast from the past. Fucking hearing Ed and Jekko. Yeah, dude. It was like a, a, you know, just a ball played into the box, and he just kind of like stuck his left foot out and like volleys it one time in the air with like a defender like right in front of him. Like his his leg almost goes like around the defender, nets it perfectly placed. Like all right, kid. And then the second one, uh, Latoro or Latoro um, Martinez, I think his name is. Like, just dummy the ball, and then it uh, rolled to uh, Mikatarian, who just was like wide open, pretty much on the PK spot, buried it. Mikatarian, another name I haven't heard. Another name, dude. It's been a minute. Wow. I know. I was like, dude, they feel like old heads, but they're like scoring in Champions, Champions League semifinal semifinals. games. Yeah. To end their game, their team up two nothing going into the second leg. They, you know what they say, two nothing's the most dangerous lead to have in soccer, but. They do know. say that. They do be saying they that. They do be saying that. Do be be saying that. Yes, those those two games are next weekend or next week. Inner and AC is on Tuesday, and Real and City is on Wednesday. Fuck! I'm not gonna get to watch Real and City. Why not? Oh, you're gonna be so flying. I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be on my way to Mexico, or I'll be in Mexico by then. So maybe I'll be able to pull it up on my phone. You'll actually. be able to pull it up. It's gonna be on, dude. It's gonna be on yeah. at the resort. Oh, you're for gonna sure. be, you're gonna have let's, the best circumstances. Uh, yes, dude. Let's dude. go. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. <laughs> oh man, uh, that hurts. Fuck. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Um, at least uh, the Champions League finals like end of May though, right? Like, isn't it like at two weeks? Early break, June, like, maybe. Early June. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, that makes sense. Because I get back on the 21st, and it's definitely not the following week. They usually take, like, a two- or three-week break in between the final yeah. and semifinals. June 10th. June 10th. So 20 days from now. Or no, a month from now. Yeah. Um, do we have any Premier League updates? Um, City won this weekend. Um, I believe Arsenal won this weekend. Let's see. Fixtures. No, wait. Results. That's what I want. Results, not fixtures. Dude, you're going backwards. Um, oh, Everton got a big win. Against Brighton. Um, Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0. That was a good... I was, like, looking forward to that game. I didn't get to watch any of it. But I was like, oh, that's... It'll be a good matchup. Um, Chelsea get a win. City beat Leeds 2-1. Liverpool beat Brentford 1-0. Spurs win 1-0. Man United lose 1-0 to West Ham. Hmm. Um, I saw this crazy thing about how Chelsea, like their season's pretty much over. They're like tenth in the table right now, and like nothing's yeah. gonna change. They have nothing to play for. But all the teams that they have remaining on their schedule is like teams um, that have like it's there's gonna be like really big. Like I think they might play. Let's see, uh, fixtures. Let's see. So they played Nottingham Forest, and there was something about that one, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And then they play Man City, and then they play Man U, and then they play Newcastle. And, like, Newcastle and Man U are in a big, like, Europa League or Champions League spot. Champions They're both League three and yeah. four. And City, obviously, are in a title race. Damn, so Chelsea could be 
breaking some hearts these next few games. Yeah. And then they play Nottingham Forest, who is in 16th right now, but they're only three points, three points out of the relegation zone. And Everton's win this weekend puts them two points out of the relegation zone. They're in 17th. Wow. Let's see who they have left. City, Wolves, and Bournemouth. It's not going to be an easy task for the boys, the boys in green. Everton wears a blue. Don't they have a green jersey too? I don't think so. They definitely used to. City are a game up on Arsenal, 82 points to 81, and they have a game in hand. City still has a game in hand? Yep. They have Everton, Chelsea, Brighton, and Brentford. The only home game is Chelsea. You know Chelsea's not gonna want to fucking Chelsea's gonna Show punt up. the yeah Chelsea's gonna punt the game against City so that they can fuck over Arsenal. They'll draw points in one of those at least. They'll get a draw. Who do Arsenal have left? Brighton, Nottingham Forest, and Wolves. So those are three winnable games. Gotta, They'll probably finish strong. They got nothing really left to play for. They got to finish strong. Yeah. Um, but City have Champions League and they have FA, FA Cup, Cup final. Yeah. Let me see. When's that game? FA Cup final. When is the FA Cup? Yeah, that's what I would like to know. I literally don't even know what channel or what when this is. It's got to be before Champions League final, right? June 3rd. So, yeah, June it's a 3rd. week before. So, they have Damn. the City have this Champions League game left, four Premier League games to play, FA, FA Cup, Cup final, final, and then maybe a Champions League final if everything goes well. Could be a super fun fucking end to year for City fans, dude. It really could be. That's I'm going to be tuned in for sure. That's crazy to think about because of all that like trouble they were in beginning of the year with the financial shit. Yeah, and dude, it still might come back to bite us. That's why all my eggs are in the basket for this season. It might yeah. blow up in the off season with all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. But dude, if you if you can win, if you want to treble this year, oh my god, dude, you're in fucking club history glory forever. Yeah. Now or never, baby. And you're you're in like world soccer history world forever soccer if you lore. want to treble. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't happen very often. Unless you're Samuel Eto'o. Why? Does he have a bunch of trebles under his belt? He won back-to-back trebles with Barcelona and then Inter. He's the only person to ever win back-to-back trebles with different teams. Wow, that's, that is a crazy stat. Imagine. Right? That's an awesome stat. Wow, that's sick. All right, let's see. When does City play next? They play Sunday. Nine o'clock in the morning. It's Mother's Ooh. Day. A little Mother's Day action. A little early morning premiere. 
Yeah, if Lex might go to her mom's, if she does, I might boogie up to my mom's early and watch that game there. She'll like that rather than if I get there like at noon. Yeah. We'll see. Walk in the door. Yeah, whatever. Happy Mother's Day, Ma. Let me put this game on. <laughs> Let me put this game on, yeah. And then they play the next Sunday. Then they play Wednesday and then Sunday. I guess our uh, next few updates on this podcast will be either really good or... Well, the next one... Well, we won't be able the to next record one, next week. But the no, week so after that. be the that. week after that. Yeah. We'll, have, yeah. we'll have a bunch of games to break down. Hell yeah. Or a bunch, at least a bunch of games that will have passed, right? We'll have... Because the next time we'll record is going to be the 24th. Yeah, the semifinals will be done. The Sem- Semifinals will be done, and City will have played three out of the remaining four games. Yep. Oh, baby. Oh, butter. Tune in. They, the have one, they have one on the 24th. They play Brighton. Oh, so I'm going to have that one before we record. Press. Yeah. Nice. Not bad. What else we got? Um, Chell. Little little Chelsky. Actually, I actually, don't... before we go there, we have the Union, dude. So disappointing. Oh, they no. remind me their team structure reminds me a lot of City, but way worse at scoring. They like can't score this year. Um, and How, it's, it's frustrating. Uh... They got shitted on by LAFC in the Champions League, and then they just lost in PKs to Minnesota in the U.S. Cup. When did the MLS the US open? Like kick off March, April. Oh, so it's like pretty March. fresh. I hadn't. I didn't even know. Yeah, the season's still pretty young. And it ends because like, it goes into right? October. September October. ends the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the playoffs in October, for the most part, I think. Yeah, it's still early. The boys will figure it out. I fucking hope so, dude. They're solid. They just don't. They just can't find the back of the net, and the defense can only hold up so much. Yeah, that's the thing with soccer, dude. It's like you can have the greatest fucking defense in the world, but if you don't have any offense, then you're not going to win really any games. Yeah, it's tough. And if you're not winning games, like you're not doing much. Right. Um. Yeah, Chell, Florida Panthers. They're up three games to nil, going for the sweep tonight. Oh, that's tonight? Yeah, they got the Maple Leafs, I think. Who would have thought? I mean, I don't really follow regular season hockey, but I never had the Panthers They were the eight really seed, on my dude. radar. Yeah, dude. They barely got into the playoffs. And then they out. knock like off the best Jimmy. regular season team in history. Yeah. And now they're going for a sweep in round two. Yeah. Um, The other Eastern Division, Carolina has been shitting on Jersey. They're up three games to one, but I think the games were like 4 nothing, 5-1, 6-1. Oh, man. Devils scored first last night, and I was like, all right, Devils, like, I see you, like, home ice, like, coming back. And then the Hurricane scored, and it was 1-1 for a while. And then I look up, and it's 2-1, and then I look up, and it's 4-1, and then I look up, and it's 5-1. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and then I look up, and it's 6-1, and I literally got a, no- a notification. It was like, the Hurricane scored four goals in five minutes to go up 5-1. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine that's gonna be so deflating for a uh, Devils fan. Yeah, dude. dude. Jeez. Right. 
That's a tough watch. You're, you're up one nothing, and then it's six unanswered, and you get shitted on at <laughs> yeah, home. Now you're down three one. Probably gonna go and get you know, dicked on in Carolina, and then there goes your season. Yeah, that's tough. Oh well, Frank the Tank is a Devils fan, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's so annoying, dude. Well, yeah, his handle's NJ Tank. Of course, he's a Devils fan. <laughs> um. Edmonton Oilers are up on Vegas, two games to one. Game four is in Edmonton tonight. Love me some Connor McDavid. I'd like to see see him go far. And then Stars and Kraken are tied two two. Game five's tomorrow in Dallas. L Kraken. How about uh fucking side note, Gary Sanchez to the Mets. Oh yeah, the Sanchinator. A little <laughs> a little triple A deal for the kid. All right. For the kid, yeah, okay. Maybe he'll get called up. The only way he gets called up is if the Mets have, like, all of their catchers out from injury or something. It could happen. You never know. It could. It for sure could. Not um, ideal if it does, though. You want to talk about the, the MLB, some baseball? Yeah, let's talk a little baseball. All right. I I felt better about the Phillies recently. I don't know. They They're up. No, they won today 2-1 in 10. Who'd they play? The Blue Jays. Oh, that's a good and, win. And they beat the Blue Jays 8-4 yesterday. All right. But then they lost the the series before that they lost to the Red Sox two games to one. And the series the, uh, before that, they got swept by the Dodgers. Well, hey, it's all about how you finish, right? It's, turn this momentum from beating Toronto into a nice little run. Yeah, that's what we're going to need. Can do. What's the record looking like? Bad, eighteen and nineteen. Uh, you're still floating. You're still above water. Yeah, Marlins are ahead of us at nineteen and nineteen. They are either gonna. I don't see them floating at five hundred all year. I feel like they're either gonna take off and be a good team, or they're gonna fall apart with injuries or whatnot, and kind of tank a little bit. I'm, I'm not. They're not like a threat. I don't think. Yeah. The Mets are just barely behind us at 17 and 19. Dude, the whole NL East is under 500. What's going on? No, the Braves are 25 and 11. Oh, yeah, other than the Braves. The Nationals, though, they're 16 and 21. <laughs> it's more wins than I thought they'd have at this point of the year. Look at the Pirates, 21 and 17, leading the look NL at, Central. Look at the A's, dude, 8 and 30. <laughs> Historically bad. Is that really what they are? Eight and yeah, 30? the Yankees just swept them today. The A's eight and thirty. Wow! Even if they play at a five hundred pace for the rest of the year, they're still going to lose ninety games. Isn't that wild? They're bad. Yeah, no, about the Orioles like... twenty three and thirteen. Dude, look at the AL East. It's a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, Every the Yanks are in dead division. last at twenty one and seventeen. Yeah, dude. We got a four-game set with the Rays coming up too. So that's the bats, huge. The bats have awoken. They, uh, I think we've won seven of our last nine. Well, you better hope that they stay hot because the Rays have only have eight losses. So have to. If they win this series. It's going to be a bigger, well, bigger one of upon. one of those losses is to the Yankees. We played them well last series. We beat ourselves. It's not like the Rays beat us, but 
um, it'll be nice to see how how we respond to like an actual good team. We so I was listening to Talking Yanks before we hopped on. They did like a series recap of the A's, and Jake was like, "This is a great. This is like a great metaphor." He's like, "Playing the A's and sweeping the A's was like hitting the range at at a golf course for this series with the Rays." He's like, "You get out Thanks. there, you get your swing right." Get your timing down. You're feeling good about your swings. You're feeling good. You're ready for the round. Now, like, this series with the Rays, and then we have three against the Blue Jays afterwards. Like, this is this is where you play. Like, this is where you're supposed to play. Yeah. And we'll learn, a, we'll learn a lot about this Yankees team in the next few days. So, the next few days of Yankees baseball should be pretty fun if uh, all things considered go right. It's either going to be really fun or really frustrating. I want to see... Who do the Phillies have coming up? Okay. Got a three-game series with the Rockies. And then three-game series in San Fran. That's two series. That needs to be two out of three. Both of those teams maybe a sweep. And then three games against the Cubs. And then three games against the Diamondbacks. Those are both at home. Cubs are pretty solid. Diamondbacks are pretty solid. But they're beatable. And then we go to Atlanta after that. That's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. The Phils aren't good. I don't get excited when I put them on the TV. The Phils? Yeah. Bryce Poppy's back, though, and he's hitting dingers. He hit his first home run already. There you go. Maybe that's all you need, a little uh, clubhouse charisma. Yeah. If anybody can bring it, you know, it's that guy, Bryce Hopper. Yeah. I mean, it's still too early to determine if a 500 team is good or bad, but... So I'm saying, like, I feel like the next two weeks of baseball are really going to tell. It's going to start to separate the the good teams from the bad teams outside of like the athletics, because obviously, like, they're a bad team. But dude, it was. But so they're not funny. a 500 team. They're far below 500 team. Very, very. They're far the below. reverse Rays. Like, you don't need to look at the Rays <laughs> too long to figure out that they're good. Yeah. You don't need to look at the A's too much <laughs> to, to figure out that they're, they're bad. bad. They sound dude, the they same too. In, um, they brought in this fucking pitcher when they were the A's were losing today eleven to three and he struck out Glaber Torres to end like the eighth inning and he like screamed. He did that like fist thing where he goes like they get like pumped and like scream and Glaber yeah. Torres was like walking back to the dugout and he just looked at him and every right. even the commentators were like, Dude, you're losing by eight runs. What you, like do you just, like the A's just don't care anymore? And uh one of the commentators made a good point. He was like, Yeah, uh John Flaherty was his was his name and he used to play uh he was a catcher back in the day he played for some bad teams and he was like i've played on some bad teams like that and at this point in the season like you start to think like all right you start playing for yourself you're like where can i get my hits where can i you know start to make my season look good so that i have a spot next year on a team or like you know i I raise some eyebrows and secure a spot for my future rather than looking to like win baseball games you know what i mean i was like yeah that's a good point like if you're eight and thirty and you know your team is terrible, like you just got to be good for the future right. of your career. Be individually good and see what happens. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. It's hard though because, like, when like if everybody's hitting good, then it's better. For, it's easier for everybody to hit good, right? Because then, like, the pitchers are in a funk, right? Like, the pitchers are right. grooving and they're striking everybody out, you know. And then you get up there and he's got all the confidence in the world, like. Definitely makes your job a little bit harder than if everybody was right. hitting them. The uh, the athletics have the worst starting rotation and worst bullpen in baseball. Like ranked. That doesn't surprise me at all. They're eight and thirty. Both, both, both. But they have 
uh, I think it's their first baseman. The second to worst hitting. No, they have one of their guys is leading the league in OPS. He's got like one dot two OPS. Damn, and he's just stuck on the stuck on the fucking Athletics. He was a like a Rule Five draft guy they picked up from the Dodgers. I think randomly, just a fucking like, um, just like a random gem they found, and he's just been going off for the beginning of the year. Decided but, to start snapping. Yeah, telling people I'm him and stuff like that. He's taking the whole be individually good to the next level. Yeah, we didn't even mean like that, bro. You're making the rest of us look bad now. <laughs> we got anything, anything else you want to talk about? Nah, dude. I think um yeah, I think I'm I pretty much got I think it I'm all, all potted my, out. I'm tired diet. of hanging out with you. Yeah, dude, me too. Fuck off, honestly. Like I'm not even gonna give you smooches this week. That was no smooches? No, I take that See, back. here's the thing. My smooches aren't for you. They're for the listeners. I know, but, like, I wasn't going to give you the pleasure of hearing me go, even though I just did. Trust me, it's not giving me too much pleasure to hear you do that. <laughs> Damn, dude, this whole time I thought you were really getting your, it was getting your rocks off. Nope, my rocks were staying <laughs> on the whole time. He said, Every no, time. joke's on you, my rocks were already off. <laughs> <laughs> my rocks Ben had came off. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here so we All can right. go watch some basketball. Okay, you guys go um, love your loved ones, whoever that may be in your life, and find a neighbor. Give them a get hug. Your, say hello. Make a stranger off. smile. Smooches.